The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. Welcome to the show about your kid's secret life, an inside peek at what today's kids are really doing online and with technology. Each week, you'll hear the latest trends and get tips to help keep them safe while keeping your sanity. Here's your host, a cybersecurity expert, best-selling author, and parent of four teens, Lisa Good. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show that lets you see behind the curtain of what today's kids are doing with technology. We talk culture, social media, trends, and all the stuff that drives your digital kids. Some things you may know about, but fair warning, most you don't. Let's jump into Your Kid's Secret Life. I'm your host on this crazy journey, Lisa Good. On most episodes, I cover tech that your kids are using and trends that parents and other adults should be aware of. But because it's summer, and summer means swimming to a lot of us, I'm going to start off today's program with what could be a summer life-saving device for kids. But before I do, here's this episode's funny. Why was the computer tired when it got home? Because it had a hard drive. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, now that I've awakened your funny bone, let's talk about this new piece of technology that you may want to check out if you have a swimming pool and kids. If you don't have a pool, but you know someone who does, you may want to forward this episode or the information to them. Did you know that drowning can occur in as little as 20 seconds? I didn't know that either. Now, while some of the main factors contributing to accidental drowning are lack of swimming ability and barriers around a pool, you know, those fences and locks that drive us all crazy, and close supervision. Now, the last one is the trickiest because in reality, if you have a younger kid in the pool, most of us are watching them carefully. But like I said earlier, a child can drown in as little as 20 seconds. I mean, take your eyes off them for one second and you could be in trouble. Now, the study done for teens and drowning shows that most teens drown from accidental horseplay. You know, diving into the pool and hitting their head, that kind of stuff. While there are already some items on the market, like those pool locks and fences, The problem with those is that they're designed to protect kids from entering the pool without supervision. But what happens when you and your kids want to swim? Well, this new tech product is designed just for that, protecting kids from drowning when in the pool. This could also be used for those elderly folks who love to swim, but are afraid they may slip and drown. Now, Chris's grandmother would be one of those people. She likes to swim, but she's afraid at her age that if she If she slips at all in the pool, she's going to drown. Now, this tech is called the Coral Manta, which is actually a really cool name. The Coral Manta sits on the edge of the pool, and it has an underwater camera that monitors the motion of swimmers. When it appears that a swimmer is in danger, it sends an alert. The system's trained to look for dangerous behavior, which is signs of struggling, and if someone has been underwater without movement for 15 seconds. The system will also send you an entry alert, letting you know that someone's entered the pool, which just adds another layer of security. Now, in case you're wondering how this all works, of course, it is the new tech 
AI, artificial intelligence. If you haven't seen the videos of young kids climbing over pool fences and gates, well, yeah, you should Google that because there are kids that want to swim and they will find a way to get to that water any way they can. Now, the Coral Manta is solar powered. You can have the app on multiple devices for multiple people and it's always on. And there's a whole bunch of other features that I'm just not going to go through. Here's the website if you want to check it out. Coral with a C, CoralDrowningDetection.com. Now look, I'm not getting paid or a kickback for telling you about this product. It's just an amazing product that may save a child or maybe an adult's life. So here's the website again if you want to look at it. CoralDrowningDetection.com. Now let's roll right into our next topic, which fits in with our summer theme. I'm going to talk about airdrop flashing. Now, you may have, heard, may have heard of me talk about this before, but since it's summer and kids are out and about more, airdrop flashing has once again picked up steam. So what is airdrop flashing, you ask? It's where someone within a 30-foot radius can send you or your kids photos, videos, contacts, and links whether or not they're in your contacts list. I know most of us would never even think of such a thing, right? You know, my youngest daughter said, Mom, who would do such a thing? And I had to explain to her that there are sick and demented people out there who get a thrill out of sending inappropriate photos and videos and that cyber criminals will do everything they can to get your data. Well, because that's how they make their money. So if you have kids like I do and they just can't imagine that people do such things, which honestly isn't a bad thing, you can use my phrase if you want. I tell my kids, and so does their dad, that you're not criminals and you're not evil and you don't intend to harm people. So you don't think that way. Therefore, you can't imagine why other people would do that. But guess what? They do. Because both kids and adults use this feature a lot, it's, e it's the easiest way to send pictures and other information uh, between Apple devices. And I'm sp speaking specifically about Apple devices. I'm sorry, I should have clarified that. Now, my oldest daughter and her friends will take a ton of photos. If you have teenagers, you know this. And then they airdrop them to everybody in the group at one time. It's easy and kids really love it. And that's why. Now, you may say, Lisa, goodness, is this really a thing? Well, yes, it is. And I'm going to give you an example from my area. An individual at the mall that has a movie theater, I'm not going to say where it is, they sat outside airdropping nude pictures of himself, this person, to everyone walking by within that 30-foot radius. Anyone who had their airdrop on got this, and while they could refuse the entire drop, they were still subjected to a preview shot on screen, which of course was a nudie. Now this person was watching to see who received his photos. Now what we don't know is if he followed any of those people around the mall. Now this was pre-COVID lockdown. However, we aren't in lockdown anymore. So this is actually ramping back up. You know, when you see something, you can't unsee it, right? 
So for me, when Chris and I do a date night movie, one of the things I try to do is not go into the movie theater while the commercials are on because I don't want to see any of the horror or scary movie preview scenes. I was terrified as a kid after my mom took me to see Carrie and some other horror movie that I can't even remember at the drive-in. Yes, I know I'm dating myself, drive-in, but to this day, I do not like those type of movies. I just can't watch them. I will not sleep for days. Now, sorry to those of you who love these kind of movies. I'm, I'm not, you know, saying anything negative about you. I'm just saying for me personally, it's a thing and I just can't handle it. Now, take that and just imagine as a kid getting some explicit photos or videos sent to your phone. You can't unsee that stuff, guys. And that could leave a permanent mark. So how do you fix this? Well, here are three things you can do. Number one, set limits. Change your settings to contacts only instead of everyone, which is the default. Thank you, Apple. Number two, turn off receiving. You'll find this in the settings area. When you have receiving off, it blocks all files. Now look, you can turn it on when you need it, and this is the setting that my kids use. Even my 22-year-old uses this. And they also have the contacts only setting turned on. And then number three, turn off AirDrop completely. If you have younger kids and they have an iPhone, even if it's your older iPhone that you've passed down, you can just turn this feature off where they can't access it and use it. Now I know that sounds cruel, but I mean, eight-year-olds really don't need to be using AirDrop. You do this through the screen time in the content and privacy restriction section. Now, just a reminder, if you're using screen time for your younger kids, most are tech savvy. So parents, please make sure you're using a passcode. This will keep them from changing the settings that you set up. Now next, let's talk about a chat app that kids are using instead of Omegle. Omegle, the chat site that lets you talk to strangers, has been in the news so much that most parents know it's dangerous and have blocked it. That's where Emerald Chat comes in. It's the new alternative to Omegle. Here's the rundown on how it works. It's completely free, of course. It's a website for now and not an app, although they are currently working on a downloadable version for mobile devices. And I have to tell you that there are workarounds that can let you download this to your phone. Um, there are several Reddit forums. I'm not going to go into how you do that because I don't want to give any kids that are listening any inside baseball. So we'll just skip that. But you need to know that it can be used without a computer. Emerald Chat lets you talk to strangers around the world just like Omegle. The site says you must be 18 or older to use the platform. But just like the rest of social media, there's no age verification. And all you have to do is just check the little box and say, yeah, I'm over 18, let me in. That's how it works. Now, I can tell you any smart 13-year-old or really any smart 8-year-old can hop on and start chatting to strangers in just a few minutes. Some of the features um, include an interesting matching system. And when I say interesting, I mean that. I won't even say some of the things on air. That's just not appropriate. They have one-on-one -on -one text chat mode, one-on-one -on -one video chat mode, a group chat mode, and photo and media sharing. It's the easy way to get around parents' restrictions on smartphones if using a website and a camera 
or if they're using a laptop that has a built-in camera, they can upload photos and videos to this website and you probably wouldn't even know. There's no real moderation, even though the website says they have quote unquote full-time moderation. From my experience, there is not any. And several of the chats that I looked at were full of sexually explicit comments, just an FYI. Until recently, Emerald Chat has been flying under parents and educators' radar. I say until recently because it's made the news with a 14-year-old in North Carolina who was kidnapped by a 38-year-old man. Now, the young girl started chatting with the anonymous stranger online with her school-issued laptop. Ooh, that's bad. Now, this young lady was fortunate. Police found her in Arkansas 10 days after she was kidnapped. And when police told the suspect to step out of the car they were in, he came out shooting at them, injuring one of the police officers. He was shot and killed by police during her recovery. The news does not say whether or not she was abused, but my guess is a strong yes to this. She is, however, traumatized and in therapy. If that isn't bad enough, one of the scariest things about this case is that this man had chatted with 10 other kids through this app and service, and he's wanted in Pennsylvania for another child predator case. This young lady just happened to be the one he decided to take. Now look, I know it's summertime, and in a different lifetime, this would be a time to relax. But if you have kids and they have devices or access to computers and the internet, honestly, you can't relax, not even during summer break. I encourage you to talk with your kids about strangers online, and more importantly, make sure you're checking their devices, the internet history, use parental controls, and take advantage of internet blocking and filtering policies that you may already have. Now, I'm going to take a quick break. Stay tuned for the next topic. Wouldn't it be great to stay up to date without being overwhelmed? It's possible and easy. Just sign up for our free cyber alert emails. We take the guesswork out of knowing what's going on with kids and technology. We provide the essentials that parents, grandparents, and working adults with children should know in today's digital world. Just visit yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio and sign up today. Welcome back. Here's our opening joke. Why did Jack and Jill really go up the hill? To get better Wi-Fi. That sounds like today's kids, right? Walking around the house with their phone, trying to figure out where the best connection place is. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works in my house anyway. Well, if you have kids on Instagram, you should know that Reels Ads was launched in every region for everyone. As per Instagram, and I quote, after testing in select countries, today we're launching Reels ads to the world. Reels is the best place on Instagram to reach people who don't follow you and a growing global stage where brands and creators can be discovered by anyone. These ads will help businesses reach greater audiences, allowing people to discover new, inspiring content from brands and creators. End quote. Wow. Now these ads will be displayed in full screen format and shown in between reels. Reels, in case you don't know, or are your kids and their friends' videos or people that they follow videos. It's interesting that this reminds me kind of of TV. 
you know, like where we'd watch a show and then you'd have commercials, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. Well, think about this. Why did we switch to Amazon and Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus streaming to get away from commercials? I mean, that was the whole thing about TV that you could pause so that you could pause it, let the commercials play, then come back and fast forward through the commercials. Sorry to all the businesses out there, but you know, some of the commercials nobody wants to see. Well, Instagram also has this to say about Reels ads, and I quote, as with regular Reels content, these ads will loop and can be up to 30 seconds. People can comment, like, view, save, and share Reels ads. Well, that's lovely, isn't it? So that means like if your kid sees a funny ad, they can share it to their friends or they can save it. Now, what they left out was how many personal reels do you get to watch before they throw in the ads? I haven't signed up for a business account to try and figure it out, but I would guess with it being Facebook and all, that they'll probably start out pushing it to the limit and scale it back as users complain or they see a drop in people using Instagram. Now you're probably wondering, what does this mean for me as a parent? Well, you may want to include in your social media conversations, hey, did you see any interesting reels today? In our house, we use commercials, no matter what media they're in, to talk about the marketing message. And that is what the company wants you to do. What elements or emotions the company's using to drive you to action such as happiness, being part of the cool crowd. You know, Audi, Jeep, and Range Rover ads are really good at this. Or solving a problem, like Tide Oxy or Dawn. You know, greasy dishes and like those nasty off-white shirts that we all had when we were kids. Or fear, like some of those second mortgage and death planning commercials. Well, I know that you need those things, but some of the commercials are just over the top. It's good for kids to know and understand how marketing works because they're being marketed to 24-7 online. And the way that they're being marketed to online a lot of times, especially by these quote-unquote influencers, is so under the radar that they don't even realize that they're being marketing to. Now look, whether you decide to talk to your kids about the ads they see on social media or not, you can and should expect that every major brand, influencer, and activist will be using Reels ads to talk to your kids. Now, while we're on the subject of advertisers, all the big video game makers know that the majority of kids will spend a lot of time playing games during the summer and they're ramping up their offerings to purchase in the games. Rare outfits, time-limited weapons, and skins are my favorite. And this week, only ultimate flying penguins, which to my daughter is funny and unrealistic because as she says, mom, penguins don't fly, everybody knows that. Well, this is our future zookeeper or vet talking, so I try to tell her, honey, not everybody knows that. Really, though, on a serious note, throughout the year, kids are constantly begging for the cool new outfit for the Fortnite avatar or the other must-have purchases that only exist in that game. And unlike Christmas, there's no buildup of excitement while they make their wish list 
or the giddy anticipation as they wait to see what gifts they got. Digital goods are dangled before our kids every single day. One of my friends had this conversation with her eight-year-old daughter about Roblox and buying new pets. She said it went like this. Her. But didn't you just buy the super ultimate rainbow unicorn yesterday? Now you want the blue dog? How can you take care of both of them at the same time, plus do all your schoolwork and your chores? And won't the unicorn feel bad that you're only paying attention to the dog now? Her daughter, Mom, I'll still play with the unicorn, but the blue dog is really rare and it won't be available that much longer, Mom. My friend said she never even addressed the schoolwork or taking care of her room or the dishes. All she was concerned about was those game pets. That was it. It's not like they're even real and she can touch them. Like my friend and I say, like, I guess we're just not cool or whatever, but we just don't see the fun of pets on a screen. Are we crazy? I don't know. I did reassure my friend that she wasn't crazy and that a lot of us don't see the point of many games. And I also reminded her that I'm sure that our parents didn't see the point in some of the things we liked when we were kids. We had this conversation about teaching kids about the value of a dollar, how money works, you know, you earn it, the government takes it, I mean taxes it, and credit cards. And that's when she mentioned that many games now require you to have a valid credit card on file that they authorize for a certain amount of money each month. And I said, what? That's new. Not every game and app did that, only certain ones. And she said, no, everyone my kids have, they do that now. So with that, as summertime ramps up, double check your kids' games and the permissions you have for their purchasing. You may also want to review the game's policies on refunds for charges not authorized. If they have such a thing, some apps will not refund money. Doesn't matter how much your kids spent, if, if you knew it or not, it's gone and they're not giving it back. I know how many can, I know that many games just don't have a refund policy. That's just kind of how it works. I don't think personally that kids, credit cards, and video games mix and games should not require it. Video games are teaching kids about supply and demand, albeit in a made up and fabricated way, because everything is rare and limited time only. It's how the games are designed, actually. This multi-billion dollar industry has developed sophisticated ways to keep kids spending money, and they're conditioning kids to be impulsive. Even the most responsible kids can only ignore the constant temptations so long. I've seen the data, and there are adults that spend hundreds of dollars a month on in-game video game purchases. I understand that most of the purchases are $2.99, $4.99, and $7.99. But over time, those charges can add up. And if you're not careful, you'll end up with a credit card bill you weren't expecting or a shock at the end of the year when you go to do your taxes and you realize that you spent over a thousand or thousands of dollars for your eight-year-old in in, on in-game purchases. So what can you do? Here are some ways that you can oversee and rein in spending on the gaming platforms. Are you ready? Number one, if you have an Apple, 
you can establish a passcode through screen time to prevent your kids from making unauthorized purchases in games bought through the App Store. If you have older kids and they have their own devices, you can set up family sharing and then enable Ask to Buy. This will send you a notification every time your child wants to buy a new game or make an in-app purchase. You can, you can also get like a tap to decline or approve each request. There's also the option to shut off all in-app purchases through the screen time settings on your kids' devices. If you have younger kids, this is what I recommend if you don't want them spending any money. If you have an Android, apps and games in the family section of Google Play automatically request, um, request authentication before you can make purchases. In games and apps outside of the family section, you can enable that they contact you for purchase. If you use your Google account on more than one device or use multiple accounts on one device, you need to enable authentication on each device or account. You can also use Google's Family Link app to manage children's in-app purchases on Chromebooks and certain Android devices. Now, the app also works on iOS, so parents with iPhones can monitor their kids' Google devices, which is kind of handy. Number three, the Microsoft Store and Xbox, because of course, Xbox is owned by Microsoft. If your kids play on a Windows 10 device or an Xbox console, you could create a family account and require approval for purchases. This is what we did with our kids when they were, when they were younger. You can also set up an allowance to limit charges. We did that as well with the Star Wars game. This option's great for teens. On the Xbox, you can manage in-game spending through the family settings in the console. Xbox also has an app that allows parents to control all of their kids' gaming activities from their phones. Woohoo! You don't have to log into a computer. You can do it from your cell phone. You can activate Ask to Buy and you'll be notified any time that your kids want to make a purchase. And as a side note, a cool thing is if your kids want to make a purchase and they're out of money in their account, it will let you as the parent add more funds to their account, which is handy too if you're somewhere at work or out with friends and they want to add more money to their account. Number four, Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't allow payment information to be stored on accounts for anyone under the age of 18. The Nintendo Switch has a parental controls app that allows you to control spending. And then number five, PlayStation. To set up parental controls on the PS4 or PS5, you will need your own PlayStation Network account as well as an account for each child, which I think is kind of lame, but anyway. Once you create those accounts, you can set monthly spending limits for each child's account. We did this with our kids. We set a limit. And if you have the older PS3 model, there are similar settings that can restrict spending. You can also require a password to be entered at checkout. If you do that, which I recommend, just remember, do not give your kids the password if you don't want them to use it. Because believe it or not, kids remember these things. Number six, Roblox. If your child is logged into Roblox via a web browser instead of through an app, spending is different. The site doesn't store your credit card information, so you have to enter a card every time you buy Robux. Again, this is only if you're using the web browser. 
not the app. Fortnite. Parents can create a six-digit pin on the Epic Games website. That needs to be entered before making purchases in the Epic's game store. The pin can be created through its parental control settings. Whew, now that's a lot. Now just a friendly reminder, if kids are playing Roblox or Fortnite anywhere but on the website, the payment controls depend on the app store or game console settings I described above. So now is a great time to do a checkup of how your kids' in-game payments are set up and make any changes if necessary. Well, that's going to wrap up another show. And until next week, remember, parenting in today's digital world is challenging and difficult, but you can do this. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Your Kid's Secret Life with Lisa Good. To submit questions, sign up for our free cyber alert emails, or for information on today's show, please go to yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio. You can also connect on Facebook at Your Kid's Secret Life.